Good morning, everybody. For those of you who don't know me, like Hilton said, my name is Christian. I'm one of the um, elders here at Glenridge. And it's such a privilege for me to, again, to preach here. It's been a while. Jeepers, the last time I preached, we were outside with, with the whole COVID lockdown. So it's been a while. I've been, um, I've been fortunate enough to be pre 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 preaching outside. There we go. How's that better? Like I said, I've been, over the last couple of months, I've been, I've, it's, I've been privileged to have been preaching away a lot at, at uh, other churches, but this is home. And let me tell you, there is something like home ground advantage, but let me tell you, my preach today is about going and how there is grace when you go. Um, so for the, um, we are in a series called Seed and Salt, Going with, uh, with Jesus. So in a season where it, it feels like this is the next step in what we've been through in the last two or three years. Lockdown, now we have to, to, to go. And it's, it's not just that. The Bible is full of just going. Did, did, did you guys know in the in the in the in the first four gospels and in the book of Acts, um, there are over two hundred phrases of while they were going and or as as they went when they went. So it just shows you there was a lot of going, you know, and Jesus and his followers were always going somewhere. You read an account where there was a healing or something, it, was, it always starts with, while they were going, they met. And it just shows you there's, there's, a, there's always been a sense of going. The scholars have, have, have gone through the, the, the Bible and tried to figure out from the accounts in the Bible how far Jesus actually went when he ministered. And it, they reckon that it was over 5,000 kilometers in three years. He walked 5,000 kilometers as he was going. And, you know, what, what, and, and they, they reckon that this is actually a fraction of what he actually walked. Because if you read what John writes in John 21, 25, he, he says this, and Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have enough room for the books that we would be written about that. So my, my point being, Jesus was always going. And as a follower of Jesus, the natural thing is, we have to go. So my, my heart, so I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I struggle to to write this preach this morning. You, you, can, you can ask Ray at one point, I, I should have preached the th th three weeks ago, and I said to him, but I'm not feeling it. Will you jump in my slot? So this is his slot. I, I struggled to, to write it, and I, I just got, and then I got to a point that just, just like going is not, it's, it's, it's not difficult. Preaching about going shouldn't be difficult. 
We try and overcomplicate it, just like we overcomplicate going. Before I go, I have to, to, I have to make sure I go to Bible school. I have to have the, 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 the permission of so-and-so. I have to... Jesus just went. So my, my heart this morning is that you will... It is, it is not going to be an, a, a, a complicated, exegetical masterpiece... I'll, I'll leave that to, to Raymond, Raymond Menezes and co. This morning, I, I just want to share from my heart, from ex- experiences that I've seen in, in my life about going for Jesus. So I'm, I'm just quickly going to pray and then we're going to crack on. Jesus, thank you that you showed us the way, Lord. You showed us your heart. Your heart is for the lost. And to reach, we have to go. And thank you, Jesus, for the, the grace that there is for us to go and the, and the provision and the, f- and the fact that we never walk alone. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So this, this, this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of r- running already out of time here. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to read from Acts chapter 1 and 2, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to grab a, a couple of verses. So Acts 1 verse 4 says, On one occasion... While he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in in a few days you'll be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Then they, they, they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set out by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. And then, jumping to verse 12, um, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. So here we go. My, my first point is there is a, a, a grace to, to, to go. Now there's a, there's a run, running, running joke in, in the eldership that when, whenever I preach or I talk, I manage to shoehorn grace and faith in there. They say I, I can preach about anything, I will fit, fit it, 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 it in there. A bit like the, the movie. Have you ever seen the, the movie um, My My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where the great grandpa always says, "You give me any word in, in English, and I'll show you the root word in Greek." It's a bit like that. Or, or as my, my wife would say, I do that with Afrikaans. She always says that I I manage to say, "Oh no, that's that's actually comes from the Afrikaans word." <laughs> Why are you laughing? Boomslang. Come on. Boerevoors. 
Meerkat. Where's the English for that? There's all these with words. Roibos. Come on, man. I can go on all day long. You give me any word in English. I is Afrikaans. Where come I for you? Anyway. Back to, to, to grace. You, you know what? Guilty as charged. I will show you grace in every, everything and anything that has got to do with Jesus. Friends, if the, if the grace of God does not drive you to tears, I, I don't think you, you understand it. Every time I, I tell my story, I, I start to cry how Jesus ran me over with this bus of grace. Let me tell you, if it wasn't for Jesus, I would not be standing here. I would be dead in a gutter somewhere. And every time I, I preach or talk about grace, every time I tell my story, I weep because I get it. And that, that's why I, I usually tell my story around a campfire with a bunch of guys, so that when the tears come, it's the smoke from the fire. That's, that's how it works, eh? Just, just a, a, a sidebar on that. You know what? It's so important to tell our stories. We think, I'm going to tell my testimony, which is the, you know, all the, the niceties. Let me tell you. If you tell your story warts and all, you will shift people's lives. If you, you tell how Jesus came in, in your brokenness, like he did me, I was, I was, let me tell you, I was in the bush. I was gone, but Jesus came. And I, I don't mince my words of where I was and what I, I, I did, but what I highlight is what he, he, he did. And it's so important. It's the fact that the, the, the Hebrew word the, for um, tes- testimony actually means repeat, return, or do again. And so... Every time that you hear a, a, a t- testimony, it is the Lord prophesying over your breakthrough. Every testimony we hear is His emphatic answer to the question life's challenges asks of us, is He who He says He is? So tell me, what must we do? Tell our story. And we'll, we'll point to Him and we'll give Him the glory. And He will... He will bring them a break, breakthrough. So, back to me shoehorning grace in, into my preach. Um, like I said, it's, it's easy, but there, there definitely is there's a grace in, in going. In, in Titus chapter 2, Paul, Paul describes the effect of God's grace on our lives. And the, the two that, that we usually know well is a grace that saves. A grace that you know, when you were far away, it found you and it saved you. And then he talks about, so he says, um, I'll, I'll read it for you, Titus chapter 2, 11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. And, and then that's the first point. This, this, the, the second outworking of grace is, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, to live a self-controlled and upright life. So we hear uh, there's a grace that saves, but there's a grace that helps us to stand up. 
to, to not fall over every time the, the, the wind blows and sin comes and we fall over, a grace to stand. But then there's, there's a, third, third, a, a third one that says um, to live godly lives in this present age to go. And so we, the, the third one and the one that we so often miss is there's a grace that propels us. There's a grace that calls us to be an Isaiah 61 people. Ones that goes and binds up the brokenhearted and goes out and, brings, and proclaims the Lord's favor over people's lives to tell people of Jesus. So, so the third one is so important. We miss this. There's a grace when we move for Jesus, when we, we, we go. If we go, go, go back to the scripture that we've just read, so, um, you, the, so this, the scene is, Jesus appears to his, to his disciples for, for the last time. And he tells them, go to, to or wait in Jerusalem for the, the gift that, I've, that my father will send you. He gets taken up. Imagine the scene. The disciples are without Jesus for the first time in three years. They are in an environment that is hostile. The, the Romans are probably looking for them. The, the Jewish leaders of the time are looking for them. They are about to be persecuted. Look what the first thing is that, that they have to, to, to do. So they are at the Mount of Olives. So it says that, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from a hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. Now, a Sabbath day walk is about one kilometer. Now, can you imagine, for these guys, a kilometer is like, you know, for me walking from here to, to that door. They've been walking hundreds of kilometers for the last three, three years. And they walk to Jerusalem, which they've, they've been for a while. They've, they know Jerusalem well. And it says... And, and it says that, and when they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where that they were staying. Now, there's, there's other tra tra translations that says, they went upstairs and sat down in a place that they knew well. So they've got a short journey to a place that they knew well, and they went to go and sit down. And sit down meaning that you've got authority over this thing. That's their, that's their first going without Jesus. And they're going to, to receive a, a, a gift. So what we see is their first going is there's grace upon them. And I, I was thinking as I was preparing my first time that I ever went for Jesus. And I, I thought, yeah, when, when I flew there and then... No, no, no. God reminded me. The first time I went to us, so I, I gave my life to, to Jesus... 19 years, 6 months, and 40, 12, 12 days about. So I, I, I know that date well because it's, it's etched on my heart. I, I went to a, a, a 20 some, something camp. No, I, I didn't went. I got dragged there. My friends 
they, they, they almost kidnapped me to trying to take me to, the, to this place. Long story short, on the, on the, on the sat Saturday night, I had an encounter with Jesus where he spoke to me audibly from a guy who didn't know Jesus at all. Right then and there, I gave my, my life to, to Jesus. And the next 12 hours was like none that I ever experienced. I couldn't sleep. All I wanted to do was read the Word and pray. And I just was so in love with, with Jesus. So the next morning, at the end of this camp, there's, there's probably about 200 people there. And the, the guy jumps up and he thanks everybody for the flowers and the, and the food and everything. And he's, the last thing is, is there anybody that wants to say something about the camp? What they found good, what they found bad, what, what happened? You, you might have picked up, I've got a, a, a stammer. Up to, to that point in my life, I had not strung together more than th three words. I've never spoken in front of anybody. I've never grabbed the microphone. I've never really said my, my name out loud. I will always like this. So the thought of me walking forward and standing on a stage and talking to, to some to people, it was like un, unheard of. So I sat there and I felt the Lord say to me, you need to go and say something. I'm like, nah, Lord, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm sat there in my, in my seat, and I'm like, oh, no, Jesus, no. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Friends, my seat starts getting warm. So I'm sat there, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking around, checking the seat out. And if, if eventually, I promise you, my seat is so hot, I jump up like this, and, I, whoa, and, and the guy sees me, and he goes, Yes! Bring that brother forward. And I'm, and I'm like, whoa. And the guys are grabbing me like this and carrying me forward. And everybody's cheering. And yay. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, there's an exit there, but there's people there. So I'm like, eventually they've got me on, on the stage. And the guy gives me the mic. He says, I'm like, yes. So I grab the mic and I'm like, I'm petrified. Never stood up in front of anybody. And you know what? I'd, I'd say my name, and it comes out sweet as music. And I start speaking. Not one stammer, not one. And I just start speaking, and I'm telling people about Jesus and what had happened to me. And the. Coming back to my point, the first journey I took for Jesus wasn't a long one. It was probably a 10-meter 10, 10 journey. But the grace, the grace that he poured out, he took a, a, a boy that was mute, totally mute, from the age of zero to the age of 10. I said my first word when I was 10 years old. First time I ever attempted to say my name, I was 17 years old. I, I, I used to fake my name. I would try to think what word will come out the easiest. So I would be a Tom the one day, and I would be a, a Peter the one day, and just because I couldn't say my, my name. But here I am, stood in front of 
200 people that I've never heard of. So, friends, there's a grace to go. If you want to experience God's grace, go for Him. You think, oh, I'm not, I can't do it. I don't have the finances, or I don't have the means, or I don't, I don't have a voice, or I can't speak in front of people. Try Him out. So that's the, f- the first point. There's a grace to, to go. But you, you know what happened? I was st- stood there. And another thing happened when, when, when I went. As I was speaking, this one guy jumps up and he walks forward. And I'm like, oh, I've, I've said something stupid. This guy's going to come he, give me a smack. He comes to the front and he, and he falls on his knees. And he puts up his hand and he said, I want to know Jesus. And I'm like, friends, Acts 1 talks about wait in Jerusalem until I give you a gift. That's the power of God that is given to us. This guy sat here, he's weeping. I'd never taught, I'd, I don't know the Bible, I don't know anything. All I did was talk about what I'd experienced in the last, it wasn't even 12 hours, it was 10 hours. Suddenly an, 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 another guy jumps up. Before I know it, there's, I think it must have been 15 guys stood in front of me, all weeping. And I'm doing, I'm, I'm, this guy who's leading this, this camp is like, I'm like, I said, what now? He says, but just, just pray for them. So I pray for them. You know what happens next? More people jump up and they come to, 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 to the front. And I'm like, and there's, there's, there's one guy, he says, he comes, I said, what can I, what, uh, he says, no, I'm a, I've backslidden. I'm like, what's that? I never, I never heard of that. I've never heard of that. And then he explains to me that a couple of years back, he gave his life to Jesus, but since then, he had, you know, he kind of lost it. And I'm, I started laughing, I thought he was joking. Because what I'd experienced in the, in the 10 hours before that, it was incomprehensible that you could fall out of love with Jesus. But I, I didn't know this, so I asked the guy, what's, what should I do? He said, just pray for him. So I prayed for him. Next thing I know, a girl c- comes up, and she's walking really slow like, like, like this. I said, what's wrong with you? I said, no, my back is sore. Will you pray for my back? I said, how do you mean pray for your back? He says, and I asked the guy, I'll go to my, to, my, to my guru. I said, what's happening here? He says, no, the Bible talks about laying of hands on people and you'll get, get better. I'm like, what? I go, put my hands on this and I say, listen, I think Jesus wants to make you better. <laughs> this girl goes, what? Yes! And she does cartwheels up and down this, this, this. More people come. With One guy comes up. And I'm like, what can I pray for you? He says, I'm addicted to, to porn, porn, pornography. I said, well, you know what? I'm too. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, what's going on here? He says, yeah. And I said, can I pray? Even though I think I'm still, but I'm not, I know Jesus, but can I pray for him? And, I, and he's like, 
Yeah, pray for him. And I pray for him. And this guy weeps in a power, friends. And you, you know what happened next? So uh, this camp goes, and I meet these, these radicals. So at this camp, and in the worship, I've never seen anything. I thought I was in a place where this is a cult. People were waving flags and running up and down. There was a guy in the corner doing karate like this for, for Jesus. I'm like, yo, no. You know what? I became friends with those radical guys. And the next month, <laughs> you know what, what we did? We, we went up and down um, Linwood Road in Pretoria. And, and if we, heaven forbid, we would find a guy in a wheelchair. Because we would storm, we would rip him out of his wheelchair. And we would prophesy over his legs. And we would, yes, it was, it was hectic. But the things we saw, we saw miracles happen every, everywhere we, we, we went. Funny story. So one of the friends had a dream. He, he, he dreamt we were running. And as we, as we ran, we met people and, and we gave them water for somehow. It wasn't the other way. We gave them water. We said, yeah, no, this is, this is right. We are going to start by the N1 and we're going to walk. We, we weren't going to run. We were, you know, we, we're not that stupid. So we, we walked from the N1. We walked east down to Linwood. Now we're looking for, for people. Eh? We're like, we we're prayed up and we're going to... And you know, there's some parts of Linwood that you can see for probably two, two kilometers. And this was early on a Saturday morning. And there's nobody. There's nobody on this. So we decide, oh, you know, we're going to run out of time. Let's run. So we'll get there faster. So we start jogging. We've got jeans on and fancy shoes. This, this was in the, in the, in the 2000s where you, you didn't wear, wear the Eastern types of trainers. So we're running down Linwood. And we, we <laughs> I don't know if you know Pretoria well, but at, at one stage there was a, a, a school for for um, where they trained dogs for blind people. <laughs> yes, he sounds. <laughs> Bring out your blind. Bring out. <laughs> so we we standing by there, we leaning over the fence, and we see see this guy. Oh my goodness! So he comes out and he's got his his stick, and we he yeah, so we this is it, boys. This is it. And you, you know what? We took. The Word of God, literally. So whatever we read, the next day we were doing. So the one, one of the brothers said, no, he read that Jesus spat on the ground <laughs> and he made like a mud cake and he put it on the guys and he was, yes, so this is it, boys, come on. <laughs> so you've, you've, got to, you've got to remember We've just run about eight kilometers. So we're trying to spit on the ground. But we are, our mouths are so dry, we, nothing's coming out. We're like... Thank you, Jesus. We, we, we just prayed for him. We, we, didn't, we didn't spit on him. Thank, thank the Lord. But it was radical. 
we, the stories that I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it was radical. And you, you know what happened next? was like Jesus turned the tap off. We didn't see any healings happening anymore. I was like, Jesus, what's going on now? And it was... So, sorry, my, my point, that was my second point. The first point was um, Christ to, to go. And the second one is, oh, I can't even remember what I, what I call that. The, the power to show. There's a power when you, you, God gives you a power to show people the, the, the grace of God and the power of God. So, what happened then? The, the, the taps kind of, we still prayed, eh? We prayed for people. Nothing happened. And you know what? With radical faith comes radical scars, eh? Yeah, so we, we, were, we were getting battered and bruised by thinking, yes, has God forsaken us? What's going on now? And we, we kept on, eh? And we got mocked and laughed at and chased away and all those things. And we, we got some radical scars, eh? But the, my, my third point, point is... You grow as you go. You know, we, we, we could have con continued down this, this path of just being rebels for, for Jesus. But God wants the whole, the whole thing. He doesn't want you just to be this radical guy that runs up, up and down. There's, there's, there's more to, to following Jesus than that. So... The, the thing that we learned was that radical faith is not always about the outcome. The outcome is, is, a, is a foot footnote. So if you call up somebody for, for healing, a blind person or so on, the, 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 the radical faith is not when that person gets healed. The radical faith is the fact that that person had an opportunity to put his faith in Jesus to come forward. And you had the opportunity to have faith in Jesus that there, there'll be, be, be a healing. So, so that changes everything. That, that makes it easy then, because I'm just going to have faith regardless. It's not about the outcome. If you can, can get a faith scar, you get a faith scar. But, but friends, it, it sets you free from, from trying, to, trying to box Jesus in. And it's like, you've, you've got to, it's, it's, it's not about the, the outcome, it's about the heart behind it. Your heart and the people and the person is receiving it. So take courage in that. Don't stop praying for people. But, but don't beat yourself up when it doesn't happen. Still to, to, to this day, I promise you, when, let's, let's take the wheelchair again. If somebody with a wheelchair comes to me and I pray for him and he, that person does not walk, I'm shocked. I'm still shocked to this day. I'm like, how can that be? How can that be? And I'm like, but I'm okay with that. All right, so, so there's, there's, you, we, we have to, 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 to grow. So, um, how much time? I've not got much time left. But, so my, my, my next venture came where we, 
I felt God call me to England. Um, so I went there thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show um, the, what a, a real, real God's general looks like. You know, they've got Edwards and they've got all those guys. I'm going to preach on the streets and I'm going to see people healed and so on. But you, you know what? God t- took me there, and he, and, he, and he firstly, he gave me my, 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 my beautiful wife. That's where I met her. But he, he, he knitted me into a local church. And you know what? There was no healings. There was hardly ever um, people giving their lives to Jesus like we see on a Sunday year. But... What, 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 what Jesus taught me was the importance of the local church. So I, I became an, an elder there, and we, it, the church was in transition. So there were three, three elders. I was 27 to 28. I was the oldest out of the, the, the elders. And I came from a no church. I had no idea what was church about. All, all I knew was... Linwood Road up and down. That was, that was my, my lane. But God, by His mercy, helped me to grow a love for the local church. What happened as well is, is that we, we were um, part of the New Frontier churches that was led by a wonderful man called Terry Virgo. Spent a lot of time with Terry and I learned how to pray. Spent a lot of time, a lot of time in prayer, learning that. And, and, and another thing was on, on their heart was church planting. So I learned about church planting. So as I went, I didn't stop going, but I, I, I didn't stop growing. I, God just added all of these things to me. So wonderful, best eight, eight years. We were in a, in a church that was growing out of its seams. And then... One, one morning I, w- I woke up and I felt God say, it's time to go, go again. So we like, I said to, to Helen, at that point, like I said, I had a wonderful job. Um, we lived in this beautiful little, little village in, in Yorkshire. Um, we walked everywhere, it was beautiful, and we had this wonderful church, and God said, it's time, time to go. Long story short, I, I, I got an, a, a job opportunity in, in Australia and Perth. We, we were going. So we, we, sold, um, we, we got a container, packed up all our stuff, and then one morning we woke up and I got an, an, a phone call from the guys in Australia said, sorry bud, that job that you were coming for is gone now. Billy... Um, um, uh, Rio, Rio Tinto had, had, had cancelled loads of projects. I did not have a, a, a job. So I'd already resigned. We had said to the church, we're leaving. So we somehow decided to come back to Durban. Because we felt that that was right. There's a, there's a, there's a long backstory, but I don't really have time for, for that. But friends, we, we, we went for Jesus. And you, you know what, what happened next? 
we had to move in with, with my parents because we, no, we had no house, we had no income, we had kids that we had to, but we, we were almost destitute here in the Durban. What went from what we, th we thought we would just live, live with my mom and dad for, for, for one or two months while I looked for, for a job here was turned into two years. Two years of God, did, you, did we hear right? Did we, where is the Lonewood Road days with the power? Where's, where's the power now? I, I, I eventually had to take a, a job in, in Johannesburg while my family was here. My, my wife and my three, three kids were here. I, I commuted up and down from Durban to, to Joburg for a whole year, flying out first flight on a, on a Monday morning, back on a Friday night. On a, a Sunday nights were heartbreaking because my kids would cry, please, Daddy, don't go. And the next morning, they would wake up and I'm not there. And that, that went on for a year. God, where are you? Where is the power? And again, God, God just showed me. I look back now, that's three, four, five, six years ago. And all the things that, that all the doors that closed and opened to get me where I am to, to today here again. Patience, my boy. Trust in me. Stop thinking you're going to fix it. I, I tried to fix it. I sent my CV to 100 places. And I was employable. I, I, was, I had all the papers and I had all the experience, but somehow it just didn't happen. Patience, my boy. Trust in me. So, friends, I've, I've gone over time and I've gone so far off, off my notes. So the, the, the point is, there's, when you go, there's grace, firstly. If you want to see God's grace in your life and how um, f grace to, f to f finances to go, visas, do you know how many visa stories we know? Visas that didn't come through and on the morning of the flight it comes and people going to the, to, to the airport with nothing thinking I'm going to go for Jesus, they turn up and there's a ticket there for them. Grace. And with the fact that when you get there, like we, we read in Acts, when, when they got there, they, they went to a place that they knew well, and they sat down. If you go for Jesus, I promise you, it'll be like you go there, a place that you know well, and you're, you, you can almost, almost sit in the, and just let, let, let him do it. Secondly, like I said, there's power to go. It really is. If, if you want to see, if you want to see healing break out, if you want to see just people, as you speak the word, come to Christ, go for him. And the last one is, you will, let me tell you, if you sit in that chair for the next five years, you will not grow. You will not grow. And you don't have to travel halfway around the world. Going is, like I said, that first time I went, I went 20 meters. But if you sit in that chair, you will not grow. And it'll be a tragedy. You'll, you'll look, look, look back and think, oh, I wish I just did more. I wish I just went on that trip. 
Friends, the, uh, there's, there's a, a bunch of the leaders here that, that, that p- p- preaches away a, a lot. We, we spend, we, we've got an apostolic voice into so many churches, not just here in Durban, but in Atel, in, in South Africa and overseas. Hook on to, to, to those guys. Next time I, I go, I'll, I'll t- 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 tell, tell you guys, come with. It, it might just be as a Sunday morning. But start small and see the, the grace and the impact that, that going for Jesus has. Thank you so much for, um, for that. Um, I, would, I, would, I would love to, to pray for any, anybody that feels that. First, I want to pray that God... Sorry. That, that those chairs there. That's a, that's a prophetic... Who usually sits there? The spooner sits there. You're, you're going next, my bud. I just, just looked at that, and that screams to me that is a... Lord, I, I, I pray for the spooners, Lord. Thank you that going has always been on their hearts, Lord. And Lord, there's, there's grace for them as well, and Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for their willing hearts, Lord. Lord, but it's not just the spooners. Lord, I see so many people there that I think, yes, come on. It's time to jump up. Why don't you do, 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 do not stand up if you're not willing to go. I'm, I'm on a, this is the, a, a, a prophetic m- m- moment. If you feel stirred in your heart, and remember, there's various degrees of going. Could be 